0: Chapter 5 again this morning, Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 10. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for uh, your great love to us. We thank you to be able to be in your house this morning. I thank you for each one here. I thank you for those here with us online and Father, what a blessing it is to gather and know that you will help us by your word and by your spirit, and I thank you for uh, the edification we've received already in the Sunday school hour, the adult Sunday school hour of the children, and Father, help us to heed these things and to be in your word and to be ready uh, when you want to use us in whatever situations you may put us, God, and Father, uh, I ask now this morning that you'd fill me with your spirit and help me ministering the word to your church this morning and fill my dear wife with your spirit and relaying the message in sign. Be with those in the nursery and fill with the spirit watching the children, Father. And, and Lord, uh, we are so blessed uh, uh, to, to be your children and those who put faith and trust in you. And we pray as always God that we would be edified drawn closer to Christ but as your word goes forth father if there's someone doesn't know they're saved doesn't know they're on the way to heaven that they could understand that forgiveness of sins comes through faith alone in Jesus Christ and what he has done in, in bearing the sins of the whole world and so father make, uh, make that clear to those in need and draw them for that heavenly father and and uh and lord might uh, we just leave this place uh, closer to you should you uh, tarry god and and uh ready to serve you with a desire to to be closer to you and father we pray we ask these things in jesus name for his glory amen amen, amen. you may be seated <clears throat> all right <clears throat> well we look at this beatitudes and uh We uh, see quite a change of character that God brings into his people. Uh, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Absolute humility. Realizing that apart from what Jesus did, we have nothing to offer for salvation. And by the way, after salvation, apart from the grace and strength he gives, we have no way to live a godly life. Absolute humility. Absolute humility and it goes on down through the list there blessed are the meek being gentle that idea of, of temperance that spirit we've been humbled by the spirit and now uh, we build from that we work out in that temperance that, that meekness blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness I have a new desire in my heart now I, I want to do the will of God I, I want to learn God's word and I want to to follow him that's true of believers There's a continual hunger and thirst there. Blessed are the merciful. The idea of God's kindness and love. He wants uh, us to minister in that way. He wants to uh, minister through us. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Through purity we know and understand the will of God. And understand God and what he has for us. And only through that, will not have an understanding if we're not uh, drawing closer to Him and, and, uh, and departing from our... Let everyone that nameeth the name of Christ depart from iniquity, amen? And drawing closer to Him. And then we saw, blessed are the peacemakers. Quite different than what the world might think. Uh, our, our life is about peace being made with God. It's about others knowing the, the way of salvation as we have learned if we've been saved and getting that message out. And about encouraging those who are saved to, to what? To be right with God in, 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 in our walk. And we think about all these things. We think, wow, that, that really is... How God created us to be how he wanted us to be and you would think as we become that way the fruits of the spirit are working through us the world would say oh well this is just wonderful Uh, look at these changed people around here but what do we read next blessed are they what that are persecuted it's almost like well how'd that get in here I mean, look, look, look at the per- person God is making by His, through Jesus Christ and by His Spirit. And yet, what? And, and we're persecuted? We're persecuted? Yeah. We are. We are. Uh, and uh, it's really being persecuted for righteous sake and glorifying God through it is really the pinnacle of spiritual maturity. What did Jesus say in verse 12? Rejoice and be exceeding glad. What? For great is your reward in heaven. When we can receive persecution, by the way, that persecution is for righteousness sake. Uh, uh, He says, uh, when they say all manner of evil against you, falsely. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes we get persecuted because we're jerks. <laughs> I think Brother Chris said that one. We're just jerks, and so we deserve it. That doesn't count, okay? It's when we have those previous beatitudes coming forth in our lives, and in love we are being peacemakers and sharing it. Then we get persecuted because it's Jesus working through us. That's when the great reward comes. When we're returning what? Actually, returning love for hatred. Is what that is. That's why there's great reward for it. Because only Jesus Christ can do that. We can't accomplish that. Uh, in our flesh. Uh, persecution. Is not new with the church. Uh, it's been around. Uh, for a long. long time. Uh, we see that as we. Uh, look at the origins. Uh, in Luke chapter 11. Uh, Jesus is uh, railing on the uh, scribes and Pharisees. Uh, they are among those like Brother Chris shared Belteshazzar this morning... Who, ...who probably aren't going to listen anymore. And so he's being rather blunt with them. And uh, Jesus uh, says in Luke eleven forty nine, ...therefore also said the wisdom of God... ...and by the way, he's the wisdom of God personified. Jesus says, there all, therefore also said the wisdom of God... I will send them prophets and apostles, and some of them uh, shall they persecute, that the blood of all the prophets, which was shed from the foundation of the world, may be required of this generation, from the blood of Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, which perished between the altar and the temple." Verily I say unto you, it shall be required of this generation. So Jesus uh, uh, covered the, uh, the uh, first one uh, uh, persecuted by another here in the Hebrew Bible, uh, beginning in Genesis. Of course, we, we have Abel uh, persecuted by Cain. Uh, the last book in the Hebrew Bible was 2 Chronicles. And there we have uh, the last one persecuted, Zacharias. He was what? Perished between the altar and the temple. So he covers the gamut of those who've been persecuted in the Hebrew Bible from beginning to end. We consider uh, this persecution to harass, to trouble, to molest, to pursue for that cause. To harm us in some way. And it's been around. Abel, you might remember, in Genesis 4, in verse 3 and following. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought other fruit of the ground and offered unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstling of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain, and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Verse 8, and Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. That sacrifice, long story short, was associated with sin and it was to be a blood sacrifice. Cain bought an excellent offering as far as fruits and vegetables go, <laughs> but sin requires a blood sacrifice. And by the way, Cain, Cain knew better. God said, if thou doest well, would not you be accepted? so he'd been told some things he he was going against some things he'd been told and shown and taught this wasn't a surprise to to, to Cain and so he gets jealous of his brother what's he do? he slays him he slays him Uh, in 2nd Chronicles 24 and verse 20 and follow you'd find the account of Zacharias Josiah or Joash was a godly king reigning in Judah as long as Jehoiada the priest was alive. But after Jehoiada died, Joash turned to idolatry, listened to some of his peers, and one of Jehoiada's sons begins to rebuke him. Second Chronicles 24.20, The Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada the priest, which stood above the people and said unto them, Thus saith God, Why transgress ye the commandment of the Lord that ye cannot prosper? Because ye have forsaken the Lord, he hath also forsaken you. And they conspired against him and stoned him with stones at the commandment of the king, that would be Joash, in the court of the house of the Lord. Thus Joash the king remembered not the kindness which Jehoiada his father had done to him, but slew his son. When he died, he said, The Lord look upon it and require it. So what a sad thing to see uh, these that are that are prophets that are persecuted. And many others, of course, Isaiah, Daniel, and his three friends, and Jeremiah, John the Baptist, others. Been going on for a long, long time. And it merely uh, continued uh, with the church. Remember, Stephen uh, was uh, one of those uh, selected uh, deacons early, and he was a man filled with the spirit and power and went around doing wonders and, 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 uh, and, was, and, and was used greatly of God. And so uh, they corralled him in and didn't have good plans for him, the leaders. <laughs> and, uh, and as he has given his uh, message to them, he finishes it rather bluntly and he says in acts before they stoned him he says which of the prophets have your fathers not persecuted and they have have slain them which showed before of the coming of the just one of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers he cuts to the quick there and says you're, you're doing just what your fathers did you're persecuting the very people that god sends to you and they would go on and we know uh, Stone Stephen there in Acts chapter seven. Uh, persecution continued with the church under a man by the name of Saul. Acts 8:1. Saul was consenting unto Stephen's death. He was there holding the clothing and such. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered. Abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, uh, except for the apostles. And the only reason they didn't persecute them, because they was afraid they'd get stoned, okay? Uh, but persecution. Most of us have uh, been, become familiar with the accounts of Fox's Book of Martyrs, and, and, uh, and uh, with, which gives some tradition in how the uh, uh, apostles uh, were persecuted don't have really any other uh, uh, evidences of that but some of those things of, uh, uh, of, of the Fox's book of Martyrs we know uh, it records that Peter was crucified upside down uh, that uh, of course we know that Paul was beheaded uh, uh, under the persecution of Nero uh, Bartholomew uh, it, it, it said was, was uh, he uh, ministered in India and he was beaten and then crucified by idolaters uh, Thomas uh, was thrust through with a spear. <clears throat> Luke uh, there says was hanged on an olive tree. Uh, Mark uh, was dragged to pieces uh, by, uh, in, in Alexandria by idolaters. Andrew uh was uh, crucified. Matthias, one of the least known, he was one that Peter chose to take Judas' place. He was stoned at Jerusalem and then beheaded. James, the last uh, Jesus' half brother, uh, he was uh, he was uh, 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 he was beat. Uh, and then, and then, and then, uh, stoned to death, and then, uh, and then, uh, I won't even go into how, how they how they finished them off. But persecution, persecution. What is the root cause of persecution to believers, especially Christians? Well, as we think about it, we consider that first persecution that Jesus named in that historical uh, expanse that he gave us and gave, gave, gave to those Jews uh, John comments about it in 1st John and we find out where persecution comes from what's the root of it 1st John three eleven. For well, this is the message that you heard from the beginning that we should love one another not as Cain who was of that wicked one and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Here it is. Why did he do that? Because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. That's why. That's the root of persecution. And that's why uh, Christians continue to be persecuted today. Uh, See, the world is in love with their sin And when you're presented with the gospel, you have a choice. The Holy Spirit will convict you. Uh, Jesus said, and I, if I lift up, I will draw all men unto me. There will be a drawing and a conviction. You will yield to that conviction is one uh, one, one, uh, uh, choice. In that yielding, you are choosing God's forgiveness over your sin. Or you will harden your heart and say, no, thank you, not now. In that moment, you are choosing your sin over God's forgiveness. So the person who gets saved and trusts Christ in their, as their Savior, at that point, has, has ceased, in that sense, the love affair they have with their sin. They turn from it in their heart. Said, I want Jesus. But the person who rejects says what? Uh... I'm fine the way I am right now I like my life frankly I don't want to give I don't want to turn in my heart away from my sin I'll keep it they made that choice but it doesn't stay that that way they get harder don't they see as they hear more and more messages if they don't yield what happens they become resentful of the truth because they didn't yield to it and that's what happens that's where persecution uh come uh, comes from uh why are christians so persecuted even more so than other you know face there are other faiths that you know do good deeds that are you know that are that, that at least a, uh, from a lost person's view you know, they, they they you know they, they seem to live uh, lives a lot better than others why are christians persecuted more it seems well, because the fact is, no one has ever exposed sin like Jesus Christ. <laughs> no one ever exposed sin like Jesus Christ. And by the way, the Holy Spirit bears witness to what? This word right here, amen? This word right here. And it's this word right here that cuts to the heart. That's why Christians suffer the most. And by the way, Christians that are full of the Spirit, what? Uh, they don't avenge themselves. and and the world kind of likes that uh that that, that's why you know uh, that's why christians take more of the brunt of of the persecution uh we have seen that uh governments will be more lenient to people if they if they tend to create a lot of violence and destroy things and might hurt them uh they get they get lenience you see and uh Jesus said, The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. Uh, And so the world hates Christ in you and I. Christ in you and I. Uh, And we'll look at some more in John 15 and verse 18 and following. Uh, We'll look at uh, uh, some things about persecution. John 15, 18. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Can I just remind us that if we're persecuted for righteousness' sake, we're in good company? <laughs> okay, Jesus says, that's what they did to me. Don't be surprised when it happens to you. He says, if the, in John 15:19, "If you were of the world, the world would love his own, but you're not of the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hateth you. See, once you become born again, you are a new creature in Christ. You are no longer a worldling. You're an alien. You don't fit here. You're odd. That's what we are. To this world, okay? And they're not comfortable being around us, those who have said no to Christ. Because we continue to preach and teach that message which they have rejected. Even though it's in love. And the fullness of the Spirit. You see. uh, Remember the word I said unto you, John 15, 20. The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will persecute you. And by the way, if they listen to me and yield they will to you too. There'll be those that believe. Thank God for that, amen. But there'll be those that, are, that persecute as well. I think about how Jesus reveals evil uh, like no other uh, in John 15, If I had not come and spoken unto them... They had not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin. Jesus' words absolutely condemn sin and expose it like no no other. He that hateth me, hateth my Father also. Why is that? Because Jesus only spake the words that the Father would have him speak and he only did the works the Father would have him do. He went on to say, if I had not done among them the works which none of the man did, they had not had sin. But now they have both seen and hated both me and my father. Jesus' words condemn, Jesus' works condemn. Why? Because he's one with the Father. Those who reject Christ and who reject the love of the gospel message, although it reveals our sins and demands our repentance. They are rejecting God. They're rejecting the love of God. And that's just the truth. God doesn't want that. That's why he sent Christ to die for them and rise again. Uh, How sad that is. Jesus says, but this comes to pass, that that the word might be filled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. And we might add the meaning there, they hated me without a just cause. Oh, <laughs> so they had a cause. He was condemning them. But the fact is, he was what? Telling them the truth. Amen. So they hated him for telling they hated him because he told them the truth. <laughs> is why they hated him. And by the way, what are we supposed to bear witness of? The truth, amen. The truth. And so we we follow our Savior. Uh, And people respond to the word the way that they choose to. The same sun that melts the butter hardens the clay. One person will be convicted, receive Christ as their Savior. The other will become an enemy in your life and, and likely a persecutor of you in some way, if they get the chance. Uh so we know so we are aware uh, where that persecution comes from so uh, if you want to take an outline point number one expect persecution expect persecution 2 Timothy 3.12 li- all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution all all uh, that's an amazing thought everyone every believer who's going to live God is going to suffer persecution. And this ought to be evident uh, as we see the world get darker. Uh, Every day, eight Christians worldwide are killed because of their faith. Every week, 182 churches or Christian buildings are attacked. Every month, 309 Christians are imprisoned unjustly persecution continues today the world is becoming what a darker place isn't it second timothy 3:13 evil men and seducers show wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived so what are they doing these evil workers that have rejected Christ and now are becoming the, uh, uh, the avowed enemies of the gospel, they continue deceiving. In other words, getting disciples to follow them, getting others to re- fight in the gospel message, getting others to, believe, to, to go along with their unbelief. They continue deceiving and being deceived. And they become more and more deceived themselves. That's how dark the world is getting. But what is happening to us as we follow Him, as we want to be challenged to be in our word, as the challenge was this morning from, uh, from the Sunday school lesson? 2 Corinthians 3.18 But all we, believers, with open face, beholding as in a glass, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. Second Corinthians 3:18. So the world's getting what? Darker and darker, more deceived. And the believer in the word of God is what? getting more enlightened, uh, becoming more like Jesus. So we're getting brighter and brighter and brighter, hopefully, while the world's getting darker and darker and darker. So, brethren, if you're not feeling the squeeze, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> if we're not, you're not seeing that the world's getting darker, maybe we're, we're not getting brighter like we should be getting brighter. Amen? Amen? <laughs> Because it's certainly we're certainly feeling a squeeze, aren't we? Even in our nation now, things we have never seen before. Uh, And uh, uh, what 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 a sobering thought! One of the things we need to do that will encourage us in persecution is to remember their end. You see, we're going to heaven; they're not. Maybe some will be saved as we share the gospel. And when will become among that crowd, there are those that, that their heart melts at the gospel. Amen. And that's why we continue to share that. Remember therein, Psalm 73 talks about that. That's a good psalm to read. But uh, it says in seventy-three seventeen that he was envious of the wicked until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. I remembered i was jealous of that prosperous rich it seemed like everything went well for them i served god and was persecuted and suffered and and it was just like what's the sense said, then i went into the sanctuary and i remembered their end and i understood i understood darker and darker i was watching a uh the show is called homestead rescue and they were helping these people they had a they had a homestead and one, one of the things they desired to do was sell some of the cows for money and so uh, but they'd never been able to sell them because th- they couldn't get the cow onto the trailer the guy said every time i do i mean cows are big okay he said every time i do i get smashed against the wall he said he said you know, i get smashed against the truck i get knocked over he, he says I, I frankly i found it r- rather dangerous he says i haven't been able haven't been able to get one get one on the truck yet and so, what they did was they built him a cow chute. And he goes in, and, 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 and it starts out wide, it narrows, and they have a nice bucket of feed there, and they pour some feed there. Oh, the cow looks pretty good. The cow goes in there and eats. They get a little bit more, goes in there and eats. And as, as the cow goes in, it gets narrow and narrow and narrower. And, narrower. And, now, and now he's been chasing all these goodies, but now he can't turn around. And there's only one gate to go through, and that gate's taking him to market to the slaughterhouse that's exactly what's happening in the lost they're following their sin and their sin and their sin and their sin and probably as Brother Chris was sharing probably like Belteshazzar sooner, sooner or later they come to the place where they can't turn around and now they're going to be what off to the slaughterhouse at the judgment, at the judgment. amen and the sad part about that slaughterhouse is nobody is annihilated hell is eternal suffering we remember that, that, that. That'll help us, amen, not envy the wicked. That'll help us endure some persecution uh, when it comes our way. Expect, expect persecution. All that will live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. Uh, secondly, take comfort. I want to go to John 17. Jesus is praying for us. And I want to point out some comfort thing, comfortable things for us as persecution comes our way. Uh, persecution, what's it look like in the United States? Maybe you won't get a job that somebody else gets because of your faith. Maybe you'll get laid off first. Uh, maybe you won't be invited uh, you know, to an outing or something because of your faith. Maybe it might be one you don't want to go to, but perhaps not. This persecution. Uh, your business may suffer whatever but take comfort jesus praying for us he says now in john 17 13 following now now come i to thee praying to the father and these things speak i in in the world that they that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves listen faith and comfort and God can give you that and me, and I believe we must trust Him to do that in the midst of persecution. Because look what immediately follows in Matthew in, in John 17, He's praying for us. He just said uh, that joy that his joy might, that, uh, that his joy, uh, might uh, uh, be fulfilled in them. Verse 14, "I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them. There it is, right there. because they're not of the world, even as I am not of the world that's the fact and the persecution but he gives the joy despite that i pray not that thou should just take them out of the world but thou shouldst keep them from the be evil they are not of the world you're not a worldling even as i am not of the world that's comforting and also uh, the fact of persecution part of why we're persecuted John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Set them apart for your use and for your glory, Father. That's comforting. Because part of our our use is to glorify God through, through persecution. Amen. So Jesus says, sanctify them. Strengthen them for that. The world hates them. I've called them out. That's faith and comfort there. I'll skip verse 18 we'll go back there in a minute verse 19 of John 17 and for their sakes I sanctify myself that they also may may be sanctified through the truth there's some more faith and comfort for us because it's common Uh, we're included there specifically in John 17 20 neither pray I for these alone but for them also which shall believe on me through their word that's you and I that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Communion. The Father, the Spirit, Son, the Spirit making their abode with us. As we stay in his word. As we won't, don't want to be strayed from the path. He gives us the glory which thou gavest me. I have given them. Uh, that they may be one even as we are. Uh, we've been sent to do the same thing that Christ did. In a sense. I in them, thou and me. That, that oneness. In, uh, John, in uh, John 17, 24. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me. Be with me where I am. Where are you going when you die, believer? You're going to heaven. Amen. You're going to heaven. And we need to comfort ourselves in that because persecution uh, will come to all that live godly in Christ Jesus so take comfort expect persecution number one number two take comfort and then uh, number three take courage we'll need to take courage the verse I skipped in John 17 was verse 18 as thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. Jesus didn't say, Now because I know there will be a persecuted father, would you find a place for them to hide, please, until I come get them? That's not what he said, is it? He said, No. Just as you sent me into the world, and what? They crucified our Lord. Amen. By the way, picture the Son of God God incarnate on the cross that's what the world thinks of righteousness that's what the world thinks of God that's what the enemies of God think of God those who persecute believers God sends us into the world nevertheless why? because he, loved, because he loves them and he wants to love them through us so take courage We'll need that courage. Luke twelve 4. We'll see some courage there regarding persecution. I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. We need to remember that. We need to remember that. I will forewarn you. We'll get to there in a minute. Whom you shall fear. And of course, that would be God, who, can, who has power to, after he hath killed, hath power to cast into hell. But by way of encouragement, courage. Uh, uh, don't be afraid of them that kill the body. They no more. They can do after that. We're going to heaven. Uh, and then Luke twelve seven. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore. Take courage. By the way, who will harm a hair on your head without God? somebody goes to harm hair number 23 and God hasn't approved that they're in big trouble folks <laughs> they're in big trouble they're all numbered for some of us that's getting a bit easier job for God now. <laughs> and, uh, but they're all numbered you see in taking t- courage that would be uh, point number 3 A would be you have God watching God's watching over you you're his child so much so he's got every hair numbered that's how much he's watching over you in Luke 12:8 you'd find what I'll call point number B he says also i have unto you also i say unto you whosoever shall confess me before men him shall the son of man also confess before the angels of god and a parallel passage says the father the angels of God know you're a child of God. God's watching over you, has your hairs all numbered. And by the way, all the hosts of heaven, how many people did one angel kill? Was it, what was it, 180,000? Or was it 80,000? 180,000? Something like that? 180,000. Wow. God says, by the way, I'm watching you, and all the hosts of angels are watching you. Matthew 18.10 God speaking about his children take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones or by the way one of the hairs on their head Uh, he says for I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my father which is in heaven they are ready to go at the father's nod so God says don't you be afraid don't you fear they can't do anything that is out of my control. <clears throat> so you have God watching. You have angels watching. And then in uh, Luke uh, 12, it continues in verse, uh, in verse uh, 11. And when they bring you unto the synagogues and unto magistrates and powers... Take ye no thought how or what thing ye shall answer or what ye shall say. For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what ye ought to say. We could say uh, uh, A was you have God watching. A B is you have angels watching. C is you have the Holy Spirit wording if you want to let me use that. That doesn't mean we're not supposed to be in our Bibles like Brother Chris was saying. No, we need to be in them, amen, before the persecution comes, amen. But if we're in them and the persecution comes and we've been walking with God and seeking God's face, God says, don't you try to figure out what you're going to say ahead of time now. Oh, no, I've got to stand before, so you're, you're going to get persecuted. Maybe your, job's, maybe your life's on the line. Maybe your job's on the line. Maybe your, your, your health is on the line in some way. Your possessions. Oh, what am I going to say? God says, don't do that. Why? God says, because I'll speak through you. Amen. Rest in Him. If you've been, as as Chris said, preparing uh, for, for, for God's use <laughs> to that point. We have all of that to come our way to prepare us uh, to glorify his name when not if when persecution comes when persecution comes It'll, it will be fearful you see courage is not the absence of fear courage is the overcoming of fear without fear there could be no courage courage it says about our Lord in Hebrews 5.7 in the days of his flesh we had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death he was hurt in that he feared okay he feared but though he were a son Hebrews 5.8 yet learned he obedience by the things he suffered remember we're supposed to be preparing be ready be obedient, be in the word. He learned obedience by the things that he suffered. How obedient was he? Well, Philippians 2.8. He was found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death. He didn't turn away from the persecution. Matter of fact, that's why he came. He was obedient unto death. And by the way, not just any death, even the death of the cross. One of the most cruel things an evil imagination could 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 think of could could conjure up he was faithful through that by the way he 's the same one who will be our strength when our persecution comes whenever that is and it will come that is to all who live godly in uh, in christ jesus uh, john sixteen thirty three these things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Here it is. I have overcome the world. You see, though there was much opposition to Christ, he finished it, didn't he? He didn't turn away. He need to depart. Herod's going to kill you. Tell that fox I'm going to finish. Amen. I'm not, I'm not turning away. His face was as a flint going to Jerusalem. And he finished uh, and so God will help you and I finish, amen what what's the alternative when persecution comes? Are we going to turn away? Are we going to stray from the will of God? Are we we going to not speak for God when we should? When that Holy Spirit, when, when, when that Holy Spirit gives that prompting, are we going to say it? <laughs> we should, Amen. Well, that's why Luke twelve five says, "I will, for, uh, but I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him." God's not going to cast any of his children into hell. But just remember the awesome power of Almighty God. And fear him in reverence. And don't bow to the world. All they can do is take your physical life. They're dealing against the one who can take their physical life and their spiritual. And and give them that eternal death. Uh, You see, fear of persecution can lead us to false doctrine will. Galatians 6.12 As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross. See, there were some believers, Jews, who got saved, And then they heard, they began realizing there's there's some teaching out there that we don't need to worry about keeping the law becoming Jews and all that. But there were some Jews who didn't like that. And so they're going to have to make a choice. Well, do we have to obey the law to be a Christian or not? And the answer is no, you don't. But for fear of persecution, what? Some of them, they went along with that. And what did they do? Matter of fact, Peter was even uh, straight at straight that in Antioch. Remember that? He separated and, and wouldn't eat with the Gentiles when the, when the Judaizers showed up who were saying, you've got to keep the law to be saved too. You see? It led him astray in the doctrine of his life. That's where running or fleeing from persecution will take us will take us uh, we look like the unsaved Matthew thirteen twenty one. the parable of the seed uh, there was one seed that just landed uh, on the rock and, uh, and that seed sprung up real quick because it didn't have any depths of earth it never got a root but a little thing sprung up, you know, the, uh, the, the branch and the, uh, the, 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 the stalk of, of the seed came out and the sun was sitting on that rock and because it was warm, it wilted, it had no root. I personally believe that that, that particular seed was not saved. Jesus is called the, root, the root, of, root of David. No root. Totally surface, emotional. When we flee from persecution... We look like the unsaved to others. We may be the unsaved. Maybe our commitment to Christ was just an emotional one, and that's something awesome, awesome to think about. Uh, Persecutions—they <clears throat> will come. Peter heard all this, and Mark uh, in Mark ten. Uh, In verse 28, uh, the rich man had come to them, and Jesus sent him away. Uh, He wasn't ready to be saved because he loved his riches more than Christ. Peter began to say, we have left all and followed thee. Jesus answered and said, "Verily I say unto you, there's no man hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel's but he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time houses brethren sisters mothers children's lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life those who describes those who's left all you know we sing I've decided to follow Jesus no turning back Isn't that what discipleship is? That's what what they did, actually. Remember Peter said, silver and gold have I none? All they had left was Jesus. Amen. They were rich. So those who leave all, just as they're promised everything they need, are promised what? Persecutions. Because all, no exceptions that shall live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution it will come you, so, the, so here's the choice when persecution comes my way and your way I will either choose to be godly or not that's the only choice we can turn away from the persecution and not say or do what we should have done and try to avoid the persecution, and at that point in our life, we have become what? Ungodly. We have just gone down an ungodly path. Or when that persecution comes, we can take to the scriptures, and find that comfort again, and find that courage. We need to be in there before it comes. Find that comfort, find that courage, and what? Trust that power, amen. And then God will help us address that persecution. Face that persecution. Say what we need to say in the manner that we say it. Because as we yield to Him, and this is very important, it will be Him doing it through us, amen. And Him saying it through us. That's why Paul told Timothy he seemed to be a little fearful at times, perhaps in Second Timothy 1.8 close with this thought but now but not he says be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord nor of me as prisoner scary for Timothy to see what Paul is going through but be thou here it is partaker of the afflictions accept the persecution God brings your way but he, but he doesn't say this He says, be thou a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel with all your might. He didn't say that. He finished it with, according to the power of God. See, I don't have to say, God, I can do this for you. I'll get through this. I can say, God, I'm afraid, but I'm going to say what you want me to say. God, I'm shaking in this thing, but I want to do what you want me to do, and I'm going to trust that somehow you're going to get me through this. There you got it. We partake of it of the afflictions according to the power of God, according to the power He gives us at that moment, at that time, the word that He gives us, the strength that He gives us then, uh, to take us through that. Romans twelve gives us some general uh, general uh, directions uh, regarding persecution. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. There you go. We don't we don't revenge. We don't speak evil of those who persecute us. Uh, we do good. By the way, if you show your persecutor your lo- lo- the love of Christ, what are you doing? You're blessing them. <laughs> You're blessing them. Uh if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Verse 18 of Romans 12. Verse 19. Avenge not yourselves. It's all stuff that relates to persecution. Avenge not yourselves. God has your hairs counted. All the angels are watching. He did, he's the avenger. He'll take care of that. And this, finally, verse 21 of Romans, be not overcome of evil, here it is, but overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. You know, if you and I were persecuted and we ended up persecuting that person back, you know, do unto others before they do unto you, you (laughs) and uh, this guy's going to hit me. Well, I'm going to have one first, you know. You know, you know what God's going to do to your heart after that. (laughs) You're going to be so sorry you did that. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, God will make you sorry if you're His child. (laughs) You're going to look back on that and oh, why, why, why did I do that? Or we don't speak. When, we, when we're supposed to open the mouth and and, and we go that silence and and, and 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 until we repent and get that right, that thing just haunts you. the Holy Spirit just just haunts you. Could have spoken for me. I needed a- I wanted you to be a witness there, but we chose what the ungodly route, and we always regret doing that, we always regret doing that, but you know what when we do right, oh it's scary thinking about it coming right up to it sometimes but God gives, gives the power to say it he, to, to say what's right he gives the power to do what's right when you need it amen and then when you look back you never regret it you never regret it you never regret doing, doing what's right as a believer and you're always glad you did and that's where God wants us by the way he wants us to bring glory to him in the midst of persecution because it will come it will come to all that live godly in christ jesus let's pray heavenly father i thank you for your word and god uh, i thank you that jesus does speak and work as no other he's your blessed son god I thank you for the great conviction that you give of sin when we hear about how much you love us and about what you were willing to suffer to deliver us from sin, to forgive us and make our lives different for your glory. And and Father, uh, my heart is toward this church and, and toward all of us because I know that though in our nation we haven't suffered much we will suffer persecution we have suffered it in some forms we all can probably think of some way we have been persecuted albeit mildly maybe compared to others nonetheless it was harassing and injurious false not true perhaps against us and we all and we want to follow you god And so that that means as we endeavor to do that, we're going to be persecuted. And I know, Lord, that you are sufficient in every case to help us glorify your name through that. Help us to be in your word, to be on our knees, to be expecting persecution, and to be ready uh, to trust you for the response when it comes. And uh, and Father, uh, that we might glorify your name in that. Lord, we pray and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.